And so because they're living with their best friend and they're feeling like they're living together as roommates, there's this huge chasm in between them that is sex. And they have no idea how to cross that. They have no idea how to bridge that chasm. And they just come in for like help because everything else mm. in the relationship is working. And I think that's what prevents them from coming in sooner because it seems like there's no great strife. There's no great problem. Mm. Um, but boy, if they could have sex with themselves or with each other, they'd be a heck of a lot happier and they don't know how. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We've got here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Tara Galliano. Tara, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. But Tara knows that there is pleasure in the body beyond our wildest dreams and every woman can access it. In her book, Tara teaches women how to show up for pleasure in their lives. She rediscovered her own body after leaving her 25-year marriage. Realizing that she had given so much of herself away, she knew that she needed to come back to the body's inherent wisdom. Now, Tara is moving forward to share this with women everywhere. In today's episode, Tara will be sharing her wisdom as we dive into how to rediscover your body. So Tara, let's just dive in. I shared a bit about your bio and about, but I want to know more. I want to, I, can you share with our listeners how you got to be where you are today? A little bit more about your journey. Sure, absolutely. So um, yeah, so I'm trained as a licensed professional counselor and went to graduate school, got my graduate degree in psychology. And in the midst of that, I was married and, and am a mom, now I'm a grandmom. Um, but yeah, that was also part of my journey. And so my family and I relocated from West Virginia to Colorado and I started a business there and became a licensed professional counselor. And then I began to see a lot of clients who wanted to talk about sex and sexuality and sexual preferences. And then I realized because I had zero classes on human sexuality in my graduate studies, I needed to get up to speed. And so I studied, I became a sexologist, I became certified as a sex therapist. And in the midst of this, um, you know, my academic knowledge was increasing. And I would like to believe my personal knowledge was increasing. And then at the same time, my marriage was kind of in a crisis. Um, so even though I knew so much about relationships and counseling, there was still this sense of that things aren't working in my relationship. And so I'd say probably the long 
And the short of it is, is that my former husband identifies as an addict, a sex addict. And here I was a sex therapist. And so we were kind of swimming in the same field, but at different ends of the pond and neither could we meet. And so then eventually my marriage dissolved and my career took off because I think that's what was holding me back was this desire to fix my husband or to do something for him that he wasn't able or willing to do for himself that really we can never do for anybody else. Um, But I was under the veil of illusion that I could and really hopeful and optimistic. And so that's, that's what I can say about where things change for me in my life. And that was just a couple of years ago. So it's all new. I actually didn't even realize that you were a licensed counselor. I, I love it. <laughs> I, 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 like, I didn't even realize that. All right. <laughs> so, yeah. I am too. I am too. So. <laughs> I love it. Good to see you, colleague yeah. and sister. Yeah. I love it. Yes, that's funny. So, okay. So it sounds like you um, got into this because of your clients' needs. And then the more you learned about it, the more you discovered about yourself. Correct. Yeah, that's a a great journey, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Very cool. So let's just dive into helping how you help women rediscover their body and getting back in touch with their sensuality. So what, why do we, before you, before they have to rediscover, let's dive into how, how do they lose that? Like why, why do women specifically tend to lose touch with their bodies? Well, I mean, I think there's so many reasons. And I'd say probably the strident ones that come to mind at this moment are our educational system, where we're in a a Cartesian point of view with I think, therefore I am. And so we're living from the head up. And the educational system that most of us grew up in told us to place a value on our thoughts and not on our body. And so if we have a gut sense about something or felt sense about something, it's often dismissed. And we're told and brought up as children to dismiss that because there's so many other things that we need to conform with and learn. And so because we dismiss that, I think we continue to dismiss that. And I think particularly as women, there's, and it's in sex and it's in relationships, it's kind of this performative paradigm where it's about the relationship that we have with other and not the relationship that we have with ourselves, which is actually quite powerful. And because we're continually focusing our attention externally and on others, that we forget who we are and how we know what's true for us and the potency of our being, which is really magic and mystery and power. Like we, as being in the vehicle of a woman's body, are really powerful. We're powerful creators. We can create life. Um, right. that, that is you know, kind of where we start from. And when we're living in the world that we live in currently, which is, goodness, diminishing the power of women over and over again, that women are not valued and revered, um, that we begin to believe that and that it becomes really destructive to our self-esteem and our, our conception of self. Right, so it's like that losing of, tr- losing, like we, we can no longer trust ourselves because we are trying so hard to meet those demands of others and those outside pressures. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So what, what are the steps that we can take? Like if, if you find, or before we even get into that, how does one know if they have lost touch? 
with their sensuality? Mm-hmm. Like, what are some of the things that you've noticed even with your clients or in your own path, your own journey of things that questions that might've come up within a person, like within a woman that would let them know, like, maybe it's time that you need to get back in touch. Yeah. I mean, I would say by and large in my clients who are primarily heterosexual, who are coming in because they're in a relationship that they find completely fulfilling and loving, and they're not having sex. And so because they're living with their best friend and they're feeling like they're living together as roommates, there's this huge chasm in between them that is sex. And they have no idea how to cross that. They have no idea how to bridge that chasm. And they just come in for like help because everything else Mm -hmm. in the relationship is working. And I think that's what prevents them from coming in sooner because it seems like there's no great strife. There's no great problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But boy, if they could have sex with themselves or with each other, they'd be a heck of a lot happier and they don't know how. And maybe they are having sex with themselves or being sensual or sexual or pleasurable with themselves, but not with the other. And so there's patterns of rejection, patterns of initiation that have gone on deaf ears and that they don't understand then how to rekindle that spark uh, Mm -hmm. that may have been there in their courtship, that may have been there at the beginning of the relationships for the most part. Some relationships have never never had it and they're Mm -hmm. wanting to create that because they value what they have so much. Right. Um, and so I'd say that's one of the biggest characteristics that women begin to feel. And then there's another layer to that where they're also recognizing within their own bodies that they don't know how to receive pleasure. Either they're awkward around receiving or they're awkward around giving, or they don't know how to initiate. They don't know how to name their pleasure. They don't know how to create uh, the pleasure that they desire. And they don't have a language or comfort in terms of speaking what it is that they truly want and so to have that yeah the right words and so to have that common language with a beloved is powerful and because it's not there they again feel at a loss to get what what it is that they need and I'd say a lot of this work began um, with women who had cancer because Mm -hmm. they had struggled with the betrayal of their body And so sinking into the body was really difficult because what they'd known there was pain and frustration. And so to deepen into the body for pleasure seemed really frivolous. Like, wow, can I really do that when I've expended so many resources of time and energy and money on healing this body? Can I actually spend more time and energy and maybe some money as well into, yeah, to go further and actually have an amazing journey of pleasure that doesn't feel indulgent or hedonistic. So it's kind of really coming together with different points of worldviews that are clashing. Um, But what I found with the women who'd had cancer is that they were amazing warriors that wanted more. Mm -hmm. And so that's where this work with women really began. That's where this rediscovering my body process began. So what steps must one take in order to rediscover their sensuality? Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. <laughs> so I would say what one must do is begin to listen to that still small voice within and to begin to understand how she has been abandoned essentially and how she has actually such wisdom when we're able to listen to it. And how, it do, could you, how be, do you do that? 
How do you? Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So what I would say is it's beginning to slow down. Okay. It's slowing down enough to understand that the voice is there and that the voice actually has wisdom and guidance. And so it could be something as simple as don't do the dishes, go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Right. And we tend to ignore that is what I find. And when we listen into that, it's like dishes are always going to be there, but going for (laughs) a walk, right. (laughs) (laughs) And going for a walk and being in the sunshine is such a precious moment because when we know that life is not guaranteed, right, there are no Mm -hmm. guarantees, we can begin to explore pleasure as uh, an opportunity, really an opportunity to go deeper into ourselves. And so I would say it always is the baby steps that we can do today that help guide us back into our bodies. So just learning how to tune in and listen and giving ourselves the space to actually recognize what our body's Mm -hmm. telling us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say that most women have that capacity and that there can be default voices that run in the background, these interjects that say things like, don't do that. You don't really have time for that. It's not, it's not going to be appropriate. And boy, people are going to judge you. If you do that, you're going to be too much or you're not going to be enough. And that is separating. Yeah. Uh Yeah. (laughs) And it's painful and it's really painful. Mm -hmm. And I would say most women can begin to differentiate that chatter from the true small voice within themselves that is their guidance. Um, And I like to land that place of wisdom within the pelvic bowl, um, that it is actually in the root of our being as women, that there is that sense of knowing. It's like when when we're up here in our heart space, which is very beautiful, um, it can be wobbly, but when we're actually in the root of our being, really in in the pelvic bowl and feeling the energy run through our physiology, that it is actually a much more grounding space and that it makes things much more viable in this 3D world. Hmm. This is also very interesting because, I mean, as you're well aware, like sex is such a, or our sensuality and, and all of that is is kind of taboo, right? It's not something yeah. that's that's just openly taken, discussed. And I mean, it, it has become more so. But at the same time, there's so many different skewed interpreta- interpretations and things that we are getting from society and from the, the internet and the greater world. And so being able to, to filter through all of that and really just get in touch, like it's so, it sounds so basic to be able to just get back in touch with your own body and, con- and that connection, because there's a huge mind-body connection. Mm-hmm. But it does take that filtering through all of the other stuff in order to get to that core. We know that there is power in building strong habits in your life, but sometimes making them stick can be the tricky part. Habits are at the core of creating a life where you feel fulfilled and able to be your best self. Learn how to transform your health, your life, and yourself by downloading my free guide, building strong habits. The link to grab your guide is in the show notes of today's episode. I agree. And I think that the practice of mindfulness is an excellent opportunity to become more embodied 
And I'd say the practice of bodyfulness is even more potent because the body is only ever in the present moment and the mind can go in the past, right? We struggle with depression. The mind goes in the future. We struggle with anxiety, (laughs) but the body is always in the present moment. And that is the gift of the body. So really listening in to the somatic cues of what is true is powerful. And I would say by and large, most women have that gut sense or have that ability to discern the truth of the body. Right. I actually did a podcast episode. I forget what number to even quote it in this, but it was, um, I had somebody who was an expert in the intuition, like in intuition. So the entire episode is based on that, getting in touch with that intuition that, that we have, we have this strong intuition as women, but we lose yes. touch with that. And yeah. you, in the very beginning of this interview, when you shared about, you know, we're just, it starts as children, like we're told that like, we can't trust our own body. Like that whole clean your plate thing. Like that's immediately where my mind went because that's where I'm like, yeah, that's when you you're taught that you can't, you don't know your body best. You don't know when you're full. You don't know, you know, what's going on that somebody else knows better. Yes. So yeah. And it's reinforced again and again. (laughs) So what do you see as the biggest concern with women who are seeking more pleasure? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'd say there's probably a different, uh, a couple of different groups that I see. So for one women, they are uh, one type of woman, they're able to access pleasure, they know it for themselves, and then it's about sharing it with a partner. And so then how then to create that vocabulary. And then also not only how to share it with a partner, but how to create a long-term committed relationship. Because I'd say most of the women that I'm seeing want that in some way or shape or form, because then from that, then they desire children or they just desire domestic partnership or they desire the sense of security. So that's one type of woman who's looking for, who knows her own pleasure, but's looking to create that with a part within a partnership. Right. And then there's another type of woman that I see who has no idea because they're either completely overwhelmed. Um, they just haven't slowed down enough to tap into the wisdom of their own body uh, or and or they're letting other external factors rule and dictate their lives. That's so, mostly the super mom. The super yes, mom right there, awesome. that second type exactly. of woman. <laughs> yes. uh-huh, we, yeah. yeah, not being able to slow down. And I love what you said about the mind being in the past and the future and the body being in the present. Because that's one of the biggest struggles is being fully present in the moment. And so mm-hmm. rediscovering and like getting in touch with your body can definitely help with that. I know that to be true. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you've got the two types of women that, that are the, your biggest concerns or what you've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd say by and large. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Tara, what is your favorite way to practice self-care? Mm, I love that. Cause I, I do like some of the things that you mentioned earlier, the bubble bath and the massage. I find that to be really helpful. And then for me, because I do so much of my work on Zoom um, that technology actually interrupts and interferes with our ability to connect with ourselves. There's something, I forget what it's called, e- email breath, where you stop breathing. So oh, there's a sense. Never heard of that. <laughs> yeah, so there's a sense where the interface with the technology actually stops our breath. 
maybe because we're not in our bodies as much. And so for me, that has be become a curious, curious speculation as I notice then how I move throughout the day and how I sit in front of the computer for a large percentage of my work. And so taking the breath, right? Receiving the breath and bringing the breath into my back body mm -hmm. is a very different experience for me than bringing it into the front body. Because the front bo body is about will, it's about doing, it's about the activation of what's next. But actually taking the breath into the back body for me is that personal moment of like, oh, I'm actually receiving this for me. And that is an, a moment of personal pleasure that I do again and again, because it reminds me that my ancestors have got my back, mm -hmm. that I'm not meant to do this life alone, that I have all the support that I need. I just need to be able to receive it. Right. I love that. I love that breathing. I, yeah, so many times you get to the end of the day and you don't even realize that you haven't even taken a deep breath and just taking that and mm -hmm. doing the big sigh, like it's mm -hmm. so restorative. <laughs> yes, yes. So we are big readers. Um, most of my guests, almost, I think 100% of my guests have struggled with this question, but, and I, I think I would too, but what book has greatly impacted your life? What can mm -hmm. you recommend to the listeners? Yeah. So there's a book that I wrote, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. is my book, Rediscovering Body, that has greatly impacted my life. And I just want to show you that because it is a, a guidebook okay it is a book of illustrations and in engagement so it's an interactive journal and i i love to open it up randomly and see what's up for me today what activity can i do um, so that has been profoundly impactful in my life and in my work awesome. and then in terms of yeah and then in terms of reading i yeah, I, I like very esoteric topics at the moment. And so I've been reading things about breath work and the stars and the constellations. And I think what I'm currently reading is, um, this is an old one and I've read this before. It's called The Intention Experiment by Lynn Taggart. And she is, a, I think, a homeopathic practitioner. And she started with her first book, which is called The Field and she's tapped into and this is from the early 2000s and so she tapped into quantum physics and about how we focus our attention and the creations that we make from that because where you focus your attention energy follows mm -hmm. and so the intention experiment is the next step in that research that she was doing that began with the field and so I, i'm reading that and i'm just at the beginning and I, it's interesting always for me to revisit a book um, that I felt like was pivotal. And this was recommended to, to me by the teacher that I'm studying with. It's part of my classwork. And it's nice to see who I am today as I read this book. What is it that I'm learning now and may have missed before? And how does it land? And what does it give me today that I didn't give me before, I didn't see before? So I like reading books again sometimes. Right, right. Yeah, you do. When you read them in different seasons of your life, there's different things that stand mm -hmm. out for sure. Yeah. So where can listeners find you, Tara? I'd say the best place to find me is on my website, rediscoveringmybody.com. And then from there, you can see my social media links. I've got a YouTube channel. I've got a Facebook page and I have a LinkedIn um, 
profile or whatever. Profile, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that word escapes me. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. But my website is always best. Okay. And you have a gift for the listeners today. I you do. Share about uh -huh. that? Yeah. So I have a wisdom journal, which is a five day journal. And it's an opportunity to begin to track and create, I would say, an understanding of what's true for you in your body, given some certain practices, and then an opportunity to write about them. And I love when people connect with me and let me know how that landed for them and what worked for them. It's always really helpful to hear what, what that journal experience was. All right, awesome. So I will put all of Tara's links in the show notes or in the comment section, wherever you're viewing or listening to this, and you can get in touch with her. Thank you so much, Tara, for joining me today on the podcast. It was a great conversation, and I, I appreciate you sharing your wisdom with my listeners. Thanks so much, Ani. <laughs> the pleasure to be here. I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you'd like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.